We welcome y'all to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So, listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to us. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV, or just download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. So we, we got to do this because today we have a very special guest in our studios. We got three studios over here. Aries Spears. Woo! So this is a man that needs no introduction, but he will get an introduction. Okay. So first of all, Aries Spears, born in Chi-Town, but New York, New Jersey raised just like us. Started comedy at the age of 14, doing stand-up at a bunch of clubs. I remember seeing you back in the day in Harlem um, at, the, at the Uptown Comedy Club. You made your first appearance on the Russell Simmons Deaf Comedy Jam. We all remember that. Showtime at the Apollo. Remember that. Um, you was on A Different World. You've done the Comedy Store. You've also been uh, on uh, Malcolm X. And I remember you on, what's that show with Tom Cruise? What's the TV show? Jerry Maguire. Was it Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. The movie. Uh, regular movie. on Mad TV. What's that? That was a movie. That was a movie. A movie after the show. A, proof, a movie. A whole movie. A whole A-list celebrity <laughs> movie. Hollywood right. movie. Big budget movie. Uh, you were also a regular on Mad TV. So you got over 32 years in the game. Controversial, hands down. One of the funniest, in my opinion. One of the most intelligent. And one of the most underrated comedians. So I want to thank you, really, for coming on the show today. I, I yeah. saw I saw it all out. <laughs> oh shoot. And you did. And we are so appreciative. I wanna know why. What was that all about? It was a good thing. You know, uh you know, because I'm 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 constantly trying to grow my podcast and I know one of the main ingredients to grow your podcast is to do other people's podcasts. And I specifically sought y'all out because I'm trying to grow a female fan base. So okay. I thought but <clears throat> as 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 many Women as we might have on my podcast, I need to grow my my female audience, specifically my black female audience. So I, I thought, you know what? Let me let me ask these two queens if they would allow King to come on a podcast to grow my podcast. Okay, that's good. Thanks. Good thinking. Good. Mm -hmm. That's a smart man right there. It's magical. Magical. Good strategy. So. Um, you are, for me, you're the king of impersonations and you definitely wear a crown in comedy. I too am a stand-up comedian. So this is definitely a moment for me. I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh -oh. I have to ask you, um, especially starting off so young, like being young is a big deal. Um, starting out young, when did you know like stand-up was your calling? Like, when did you know, like, this is what I'm doing? Like, uh, you know, in, my, in my teen years, you know, I, I kind of felt like I always, uh, you know, when I was seven, eight years old, date myself because I come from the 80s. So when camp, when, when video cameras became a thing, <laughs> I was all up for the family in front of the camera. But, you know, uh, watching Eddie Murphy on SNL, I kind of felt like I always wanted to be something special in front of the camera. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Mm. So I could be a boxer. Until I learned you got to discipline 
and eat right, right. which <laughs> that kind of stock. My mother's from Mississippi. My father's from Tennessee. Hey. Salt and grease was relevant in our house. <laughs> uh, and I thought I was going to be a rapper because I love rap, but I just don't have the skill set. Right. <laughs> uh, but funny is, funny is something I've always known. Funny's right. always. Right. So seven, eight years old, it hit you like. Wow. This is going to be it. Get that VHS camera. But, I, you know, I didn't really start trying to do it for real until I was like 14. 14. So who were like, and I always think about, you know, it takes a, a village of people, especially at that age, you know, t the business behind it. And, you know, you're still a child. Um, You mentioned your mom and dad. Who were the people in your village supporting you, you know, while you honed your craft, like at that time? My mom, my mom and my dad, but mainly my mother, you know, uh -huh. she was kind of. Catherine Jackson to Michael, because my mother's dad's a blues singer, and and back in the '80s, uh, she she uh, used to sing with Lionel Hampton, the legendary jazz artist. Mm -hmm. He had a picture performing at the White House in front of Reagan. So my mom was my main driver force. My father was always funny, but he didn't really have the 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 guts to really do it. So my mother really was my driver force. She pushed me. Mom pushed you. Okay, okay. I would say, yeah, I, I definitely come from a family where they, they push me onto the stage. Big right. time. Funny in the house, absolutely. But as far as getting on the stage, that's a different thing. That's a right. whole different thing, right? You can be funny, but yeah, my family definitely, that's my village right there. So I, I get it. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. You know, we we just going to get into it and you, whatever. So I've seen you at a couple of different, and I've seen you over decades. So I can say, you know, Starting out, New York, New Jersey, the little circuit. I went to Rutgers, New Brunswick. I remember seeing you at. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm. I go, I can go way. Oh. I can go way back. Oh. New Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick. Yeah, oh. Rutgers. I on. I you did a show. I want to say that was on College George Avenue. It was like one yeah, of the little things. spots. I, you know, you know. I mean, hold on, hold on. Like, hey, hold on. Let me ask. Let me. Uh. To the young beautiful lady talking, the just now. What's your name? Sean. Sean, let me ask you. You said New Brunswick. Uh -huh. Do you remember when New Brunswick, Livingston Avenue, used to be all black? Absolutely, because Livingston, the college was. That's where all the black kids were. It's all Mexican. <laughs> oh, really? When's the last time you've been to Jersey? I, I well, been to Jersey maybe year before last, but I haven't been to Rutgers in years. That I've whole been down that, that area. I can't even believe it. Dramatically changed. Wow. Yeah, I haven't. It's it's been at least ten years that I've been that I've been down there. But you know, Livingston was like going to Newark. That was like you 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 want yeah. That was that was a whole area, but that was that was a time. So you see, like I I can I can go back with you. I remember that. I remember um, the Uptown Comedy Club in Harlem. Um, you know, some spots in the Village. So you you've been honing this for a while, and I am a you know my sister Shatara is a stand up comedian, but you know, so we we got a thing with funny. We like we like going to comedy, and I like comedians that make you think you know it, it's, it might not be for everybody but they make you think so you've always been that person for me like I bought a bunch of people with me like a couple weeks ago you were here in um in Fort Lauderdale and in, in uh Dania Beach and I bought a crew I was like y'all 
Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. And you did not disappoint. You did not disappoint. So, but I have to ask you this because every time that I've seen you, and well, recently, I think Andy Steinberg uh, opened up for you. And he's funny. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, I, I love him. But there's been a thing that says that you don't allow Black comedians to open up for you. What's that all about? Untrue. Okay. Untrue. My first comedian, my, my, when I first started going on the road, my guy that would open up for me was a black brother by the name of Gerard Guillory out of Atlanta. And it's not that I don't allow black, my thing is this, I'm very, my audience is very mixed, very, you know, uh, different nationalities. And I don't want to give a Def Jam show. So if the host comes out and he does a lot of black, white material, the feature comes out, he does a lot of black, white material. And once upon a time ago, I don't do it as much as I did, as I used to. But if I do 20 minutes of black, white material, it's too much. Yeah. I don't care how good something is. It's too okay. much. So if I have a diverse audience, I want my material and the show to be diverse. So it's not that I have a problem with black comedians. It's just that a lot of black comedians tend to talk about the same things. Mm -hmm. How many bitches got weed? Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Broke motherfuckers, roaches. And, and it's, that's fine to an extent, but I don't want that to be the end all be all to my show. Okay. So, because I'm the headliner, AKA the star of the show, mm -hmm. and I've earned my stripes, I get to call what I want. Okay. So, if you're a black comedian and we're not going bang heads and we're not going to do the same shit, I welcome you. But if but if but if your your limitation is strictly stereotypical humor mm. and and the same old same old, well then no, I don't need you on my show. And okay. and, and again, I've been doing this thirty three years. I've earned my stripes. I don't mm. owe nobody any explanation. Damn. I'm the main thing. The fuck I look like explaining to an undercard. Mm -hmm. <sighs> mm -hmm. I hear that. Okay, so since you're working on your your female black queen fan base, that's what you said, yes. right? That's what you said. Yes, so how how are we gonna work this out so that way you have someone such as a Shatara on your show? We gonna work that out. We'll have to work that out. She's we got, not we gotta, we, we gotta we gotta we gotta take it as it goes. Yeah, let's let's figure I, that out because that could I work. Take, I take what the defense gives me. Let's Depending work it on out. What I respond accordingly. Okay, because I'm not your stereotypical. This could work out. I see, because you have a bonnet on your head. Yeah. <laughs> this is that not is a bonnet. No, not a bonnet. This that is, is not a bonnet, sweetheart. No. This is a head wrap. This is a head wrap. But, you know, call it as you may. The, the fun, the I fun... love it. Thank you. Lucille Appreciate Ball is giving me Lucille Ball. Did you do that? The Lucille Ball? Yeah, Lucy you know, Ball. she used to teach you water. Yeah, well, you know, this this is a black thing, you know, I hands down. Mm, this is a little different, but okay. Wait, I have another question. Okay, wait. So I have another question. So <laughs> I'm like, hold on. So out of all your great impressions, you know, who is your favorite? Like, I know you have a lot of people request, and I know that probably gets on your nerves sometimes, but who's your one that anytime, any day you can get into? I'm talking maybe somebody from years back, whoever it is. Like, who is your personal favorite to impersonate? Anybody that's new. It's like a new toy, you know what I'm saying? You get infatuated with the fact that it's new. So you want to play with it. You want to hit it from different angles. You uh, want to see how you figure it out. So anything that's new. Anything that's new. 
So mm. who's your my favorite is DMX. Your DMX by far. Uh, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Yeah. So mm. James Gandolfini, Tony yes. Soprano, and, and and plus that's not one that's expected. Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you're black, do impressions. They expect you to hit all the black ones. But right. When you can do white dude that's Italian. Italian dude from Jersey. Right. Does I talk with all of my guys? Uncle yep. Phil, Paulie, Christopher, Uncle Junior, Johnny fucking Shaq, the king of the fucking New Jersey. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Yo, that's Tony. <laughs> Carmella, where's Carmella? Right. Carmella, my fucking wife, my kids, better with AJ. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> Speak. Okay. Speaking of speaking of HBO shows, and I know this question was supposed to come down the line. Did you happen to watch Game of Thrones? Just random. I just wanted to know random. Random. I'm I'm gonna be hated for this. Go for uh, it. But, uh I know Game of Thrones was beloved, uh-huh. but I thought it was the most one of the most overrated shows ever. I okay. never watched Game of Thrones. Never. Wow. You never. never watched it? You never watched it? I I tried. I tried. I tried. Okay. Okay. Man, Pride, you couldn't get into it. Okay, because I know you're a man who likes dialogue, and Game of yes. Thrones is full of dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Man. I thought I was like, I'm gonna have to ask, was Game of Thrones, you know, a show that he rock with? So, are you watching you, like Snowfall right you, now? You could appreciate the pussy, but not the woman. Oh shit! Mm. Well, damn it, damn it, that was deep right there. <laughs> damn it, you know, took us to church. <laughs> That's a Sunday sermon right there. Hold on a minute now. <laughs> I write that shit down. Put it on the refrigerator. Hold on a minute now. <laughs> You're like, you know what? <laughs> Wait, are you watching? So, are you watching like Snowfall? Are you a fan? I love Snowfall. Okay. When I, when I talk about it on my podcast, I go, you know, a lot of people will watch TV shows week to week to week. Uh huh. You know, binge watching. Mm-hmm. I like the whole bag of chips at once. Yes. So I wait until the whole season plays out. And then, and then I watch from episode one uh-huh. final. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so is that good? I can't wait till next week. And the whole week, right? Once you got me, you got me. So if right. I'm going to watch, I got to open the bag of chips and eat the whole bag. I'm like, I like that too. I like to save episodes, but like piling up like, ooh, I got, you know, that's why I be behind. Cause I'm like, I got four of them. <laughs> that's, that's how, yeah, that's how, that's how they did us. They kind of gave it to you here and there, here and there. Mm-hmm. But that's a good ass show. A lot of good dialogue too. You got to kind of listen to what Franklin is saying, right? Like, I am the devil. I am the devil. Let me, let me tell you some of my favorite shows, uh, Snowfall, uh-huh. Godfather of Harlem. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Tulsa King. Okay. And I'm going to really date myself here. But of okay. course, The Sopranos was like my number one. That's of a classic. Course. Of but course. one of my favorite TV shows ever. And I own the Pink Velvet DVD six season case. Sex in the City. <laughs> Wait. I love me I'm over here night. stuck like a mannequin. Like, what? <laughs> Charlotte Miranda. Charlotte Miranda, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, uh, God, Harry, all my girls. I'm 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 so confused right now. 
Now that was a good show that I, I watched since I was 15 years old. Writing was miraculous. It was, it was good. It, it was good. Who's your favorite character from that show? That damn show. Uh, of course, Big and, and, and Aiden. Oh, Aiden! <laughs> with, with, with the baby thing in front of him and surprise. Aiden, Aiden was just a Aiden. flower child, wasn't he? Aiden. Which one was Aiden? Aiden, Aiden was, the was, boy, was Carrie's the boyfriend, Aiden, right? That was kinda... Aiden is every good man He's so nice. now. Yes. That yeah. she wants bad boy. She want Mr. Big. She didn't yeah, he didn't he didn't bring the he didn't bring the pain like like he was a good Aiden. guy. Aided Berger and Petrovsky. I, oh, Petrovsky was an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Petrovsky, he was an asshole. He was an asshole. Why? He wasn't, he was no fun. He was, he <gasps> was no fun. He had no fun. He didn't come <gasps> with it. And Berger, and Berger was so insecure. Berger. Berger was whack oh. too. But see, I like how Aiden was a dude who sat at home. He watched the game. He had a box of chicken. The shit pissed her off though, remember? Yeah, him, right? She wouldn't marry him. No, she, she wore a chain. Her. She wore the chain, her. the ring on the chain. She wanted big. She wanted the asshole. <laughs> now, did you watch the, the latest uh, series that came out? You know, this most. No. One? You know why? Tell because me. Kim Carroll wasn't in it and Big died early. So Fuck I that. Stopped, yes, I stopped watching it. I stopped yes, watching I it. You to watch it. I watched the first episode I and it. I wasn't with it. I wasn't That's with like it. MC without run. You got to have Kim Cattrall. She, yeah, she wanted the pain. Like, I, at, at a time, I was like, I want to be like her. You see how she's living her Samantha life? Samantha was a shit. She didn't care. Samantha, Samantha didn't care. Mm, okay. Don't give her. Don't give her. She was getting her, her whole groove on. But after a while, the show kind of fell off to me. It was I mean, I, I think I, it kept its steam up until about the second movie. The first movie was great. The second movie where they went to uh, 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 Abu Dhabi. Yeah, they, and, yep, yep. And they couldn't pay for the hotel. Oh, they had to run out because they couldn't pay for the hotel. They had to get their shit out. Right. <laughs> and then Aiden ended up being there. He, what are the chances? Aiden was in Abu Dhabi. What are the chances? What are the chances? I was like, this is bullshit. I know it it's a good. small world, but really. I was like, it was getting, it was getting a little, a little right. The yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah. am very I'm like, I'm very like, wow. I, who would have thought that you would like that? Say, first of all, who would have thought any man would like it, let alone a black man? But here's the thing. If you want to understand women, because fuck race. At the end of the day, women are women. Now, there are certain cultural elements that separate women, black women from white women, but women are women. And if you want to understand women, watch Sex in the City. I would 75% agree with you, but I feel like some of their experiences was a little like, that's not happening to a sister at all. But did you hear what I just said? I there, are it, yeah. there are certain cultural differences. Mm -hmm. that, but at the end of the day, at the core, women are women. So mm -hmm. you have to find the balance. You got to find the middle. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can see that, yeah. But I mean, there was some I was like, man, if she ain't as dizzy as I don't know what, Carrie, I'm so I'm I'm so sick of her yeah. not getting her head together. 
yeah it was a good show though overall i i get it it was a good show i didn't really like how jennifer was it not jennifer hudson was that the one who came in saint louise and i'm just looking for love this made me what's the name effie on that too that's how i felt i was like why she got to be carrie's assistant like all not knowing nothing borrowing bags like and then borrowing bags and then carrie gave her a bag and that was the best thing she ever had oh thank you i was like okay gotta keep niggas in their place you know what it is so you get what I'm saying? So I saw that. I was like, damn, I've been watching this show since I was almost 15. So now the one time you give us a part, you know, we're friends now. This is who you make us. You put us beneath you. So I was disappointed with that character. I can't front. I was like, why St. Louise with a keychain? I believe in love. I was like, oh, she's pissing me off. And Carrie, I'm going to get your books together. This right now. To huh? the women who are watching, please, please, please. Uh, download and support my podcast. Absolutely. Uh, 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 goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sex in the City with Aerie Spears. That's what... <laughs> Spears and Steinberg. The podcast is called Spears and Steinberg, aka the Jew and the Jerk. Available. Yeah. On- <laughs> available on YouTube under Spearsburg Pod. S P E A R S B E R G. POD pod on YouTube. Please subscribe. And and again, I'm pushing this because on my podcast, I'm very vulgar. Mm -hmm. I'm very honest. I'm who I am. And to the women who can handle it, because I say bitch and I say a lot of other things, but Mm -hmm. to the women who handle it, they're known as the bitch badge holders. They're women who have been with us from day one. So if you can get past the vulgarity and the honesty, we do a lot promote our love for women specifically black women please support the podcast uh slide in my dms on instagram under aries spears i'll send you the link chop it up with you and my favorite selling point is episode 27 called the pussy podcast where i give a 45 minute tutorial on cuddlingus i'm a okay great so because you'll you'll be with us for a few minutes because we 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 gotta I'm ask you about that i'm a okay. beast my- I'm a okay. beast. All right. We was waiting for you on that because we got we got my foreplay game dangerous. All right. Okay. Well, let's is I mean, if you put it in a bottle, you know that shit is that shit is sell. That's what we talking about. We're gonna get to that. We got we got weekend D. We're gonna stretch out a little bit and we and need to, we need it. Huh? And Dick. Weekend, weekend D. D. Yeah, we got we got the weekend D coming up. Hold up. We got <laughs> weekend D. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I, I have a question for you. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this whole, not to rehash the whole Chris Rock and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. However, uh, Chris Rock just recently did his selective outrage special and it surpassed even Dave Chappelle in terms of like, it was a live stream show, the first ever for Netflix. You know, and basically all of this to me had came about because of the jokes that he made on Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett by her status as a black woman and, you know, basically her her haircut qualifies for for G.I. Jane. And here we go. Will Smith, of course, was heard around the world. And what did Will Smith get? He was banned from the Academy Awards for 10 years um, and he lost a lot of projects. However, you know, Chris is over here. He gets a Netflix special. I think he made, you know, Shatari, you were saying the tune of $40 million um, to do a stand-up. So, Personally, I just get my little thing, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I I think Chris's um, comments is that he was raised 
not to fight in front of white people was hypocritical. Right. Um, given that, you know, Shatara likes to say he was he's he's culturally unplugged. I say basically, you know, a lot of it was selling out. He's he seems very angry. The comedy is not comedy. It's not it's not hitting like comedy anymore to me. And I feel like um, he wants to be accepted by white culture, but at black people's expense. So Aries, what's your take on on this? Yes. And we can't see before, you anymore, but we, I know you're there. My take. Hold on one second. God okay. damn. My baby mother is calling me right fucking now. <laughs> hold second. You got to hold the phone. We'll hold. Uh, doing a podcast right now. <laughs> and my baby mother is Puerto Rican. I got two baby mothers, one black, one Puerto Rican. Uh, so yeah. I, Puerto Rican yeah. bitch crazy. You don't want nobody showing up in the bushes. Outside. Yeah, actually, that would turn me on. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You like it like that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I like it like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Like, where you at? I'm outside. <laughs> what? Okay. Ooh. Give me the question again. Give me the question okay. again. Okay. All right. So I was just in, in, you know, I said my take on this whole Chris Rock and, you know, how he's he's now, uh, you know, because he was slapped, he now has this Netflix stand-up special. And, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of people it. are saying that, yeah, okay, culturally unplugged. I say it was there's a whole sellout thing going on. But what do you, what do you think? Well, there's two. Well, let me give you the first part. I love Black people. I love my people. If I had to come back and do it twice every day, twice on Sunday, I wouldn't want to be nothing but black. Because I understand our swagger, I understand our style, and we are the hot sauce to life. That being said, I wish some of our people could see the forest beyond the trees. I know when I read the comments, there was a lot of black people going, Yes, I'm sorry. you be concerned about me keeping your wife's name out of my mouth, you should be concerned with the nigga that had your wife in his mouth. Mm. So there's well, that. So my, you know, kudos off, kudos to, to, to Chris Rock because that was a very challenging moment. And I thought that based under the circumstances, he handled it as well as you could handle it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that part in, in terms of like handling it. Like I'm not saying, well, you know, he should have just, you know, five piece them right there on the stage. Um, but so to understand what you're saying is, but his response should have been more focused on black excellence as opposed yeah. to what white people think. Yeah, because so many of our people get caught up in why you care what white people think. Why are you trying to please white people? Why are you tap dancing for white people? The onus that shouldn't be on white people. Fuck them. The onus that should be on that moment. History was being made. Mm -hmm. First time ever produced Oscars. Black man, powerful producer, all black company. Mm -hmm. Two of the three female hosts were black women, Regina mm -hmm. Hall and Wanda Sykes. Mm -hmm. Will Smith, best actor. Mm -hmm. Sam Jackson, awarded an award by Denzel Washington. That screams black excellence. Why tarnish that moment by doing something you didn't have to do. Okay. 
Okay. So I completely agree. I mean, now that you put it that way, because even the all of the 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 bullet points about you know the, who produced it, I mean, I didn't even know that. All mm. you knew was the slap that was heard around the world, and uh, Will Smith can't come back no more for ten years. That's that's the part you heard. So just even that, and so here's where I'm like, but this is where Chris Rock seems to be, as you said, Shatara, culturally unplugged because. Bit. That wasn't his approach, which would have been, which would have made more sense. And I think he would have got, um, you know, more, he would have been more embraced by the black community. I like, I'm, I'm speaking for the black community, but. A lot of people considered that moment, because you saw what he did, which is what he always does. Mic drop. I blew up the fucking stage. I killed it. A lot of people in the comments were like, that wasn't really a mic drop moment. <sighs> given the gravity and I'm just saying that if you want to do a mic drop don't put the onus just on my parents told me don't fight in front of white folks because you put the power in white people's hands exactly put the power where it belongs yeah. black excellence I don't want to fuck up this historical moment of black excellence mm. mic drop that's exactly. a more moment so so you had made okay so i'm gonna keep keep that energy right there you had said that black people you know are not seen beyond the bushes right so i know um in an interview you mentioned how you know um black comics who reach a certain level it seems you know when when they call themselves friends you know so to speak whether we talking about you know eddie murphy kevin hart people he considers friends um they're not putting their their friends on the same way and adam sandler puts his friends on right so what do you, what do you see? What do you see with that? Like, it's kind of the same, I, same direction. I just watched a movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler. I forget what it was called. Murder Mystery? Played, murder, uh, murder Mystery? Murder Mystery? That's the no, one no, no, they're no. showing on Netflix. Well, no, before that, he played- Mr. Deeds. Oh, an agent. No, I said no, Mr. Was it a comedy? God, he let him it. It was a comedy, but he okay. played a, a Hollywood agent. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, yeah, he he, he 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 put in so many of his white friends, his mm -hmm. white counterparts. The only black face really was Chris Rock, of course, his Saturday Night Live alumni. Mm -hmm. But Dave Spade, Nick Swanson, Rob yeah. Schneider, Rob Schneider. Uh, James, he put in all them dudes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why don't black comedians look out for ourselves? the way white comedians do, a la Adam Sandler. Let me be honest. If it wasn't for Adam Sandler, Nick Swartzen wouldn't have a job. Mm -hmm. Rob Schneider wouldn't have a job. Okay. He employs these dudes that Hollywood is trying to force down our throats. You gotta accept Nick Swartzen. You, you gotta love Nick Swartzen. You gotta yeah. accept Rob Schneider. You right. gotta accept David Spade. Yep. If any of these dudes were able to successfully sell a movie, they wouldn't need Adam Sandler. Ooh, yeah. But all of their movies have bombed. But Adam keeps them relevant. Right. Why can't we do the same? Why? And we don't. Now, why do you think that is, though? Because yeah, I've noticed that, too. Right. I'm just, you know. You... Mentality, slave mentality. Nigga, everybody, Black people are, uh, are Scrooge McDuck. I got mine, nigga. Mine, 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 mine. Get yours. I've said that. Mm -hmm. I got mine. Get yours. 
-hmm. We are so the hand that feeds us. We don't want to bite the hand that feeds us. Okay. White people find the checks. Uh -huh. We don't want to bite the hand that feeds us. It's a scarcity so mindset. So yeah. in order to keep them hands signing them checks, cash hands. Da -da 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 -da. We uh -huh. play that game. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's not that we don't have the ability to reach back and pull others forward. We just don't do it because we want to keep it for ourselves. Let me say something well, to you. One of, one of the most one of the most prominent, powerful, legit production companies in Hollywood. You've heard of it. DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. David Geffen. David Geffen just married that black dude, too. Did you see David that? David Geffen, Steven mm -hmm. Spielberg, and I forget the other one, but the three white guys. Right. Uh, why is it that we don't have our version of DreamWorks? Oprah, Tyler Perry, Michael Jordan, Bill Cosby, Spike Lee. We've got enough prominent black figureheads in show business where we should have our own production company that produces black movies. And we don't. Tyler Perry is solar. He's mm -hmm. by himself. He's mm -hmm. singular. Yeah. Dave, yep. If David Geffen, oh, Michael, there it is, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Katzenberg, yeah. Katzenberg, David Geffen, and Steven Spielberg can come together. Yeah. and make a company called DreamWorks. Hmm. Where is our Black version of that? It doesn't exist. And that comes from a slave mentality. Got mine, nigga. Get yours. Mm. I'm doing me. You do you. Mm. That's long overdue. Right. Well, and I also think it's, I mean, and adding to that is, it is, it's a, you're saying it's a slave mentality, but it's, it's a, it's a scarcity mindset. So people think, you know, there's not enough to go around. So if I get in, there's no room for, or anybody else even to stand next to me or, or, and also you can't be doing better than me. Right. But it's the mentality or even the mentality, like I, you know, I want you to do good, but not better than me. And if that's even on the table that you can come in here and actually blow me out the water, you think I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a open the door? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and let me tell you something else. There was a clip that I posted on my Instagram where they did like an HBO special, like a HBO thing. And they had on the panel was Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Ricky Gervais, and Louis C.K. And in the clip, Chris Rock basically says to Louis C.K., you're a nigger. Yeah. Because your style and your cadence is so different that I consider you a nigger. And then Louis C.K. followed up and said, mm -hmm. I am a nigger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I saw and, that. And he goes, uh, to Ricky Gervais, you and I, behind closed doors, say nigger. Mm -hmm. And we can joke and say nigger. And Chris Rock co-signed it, laughed about it. You know who was the guy who was against it? Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, he had to speak up. Do. Say, the I'm Jew. not comfortable with it. And I don't say that I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. And I don't seek the humor in it. Mm. So you're going again. Respect to Chris Rock. Hats off to Chris Rock, one of the greatest comedians ever of any generation. But I think sometimes we, once we allowed in the Mile High Club, 
go, oh my God, this is what first class feels like. That part. This is first class accommodations. The food is so delicious. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. We don't want to lose that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do extra shit to keep that position. It's too much. I'm I'm like, where's where's Pookie? I remember Pookie. I remember, you know, Pootie Tang and you know, what was he in the mailroom and boomerang? Uh, I mean that, you know. that Chris is so different. And you know, Five you for allow for the evolution. You allow for, you know, growth. But I, you know, Good Lord, that's a lot of money happening. Yeah. <laughs> remember one rib. Which is one. I want one, one rib Chris. One that's rib. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. I mean, he's come a long way. <laughs> I can't speak from experience because I don't know. But my spider sense tells me hmm. when you get to a certain position mm -hmm. and you get to a certain echelon and you make a certain amount of money, it changes you. It just changes you. I think you should change. You should change. Like somebody said something about Jay-Z about change your money. He's like, why would you expect me to be the same? I think you should change. But as far as your character and who you are, some type of integrity, some type of, you know, what you stand for, it says a lot. It sh that part shouldn't change. So, you know, whether or not I have $20 million in my pocket or I got five, if I feel disrespected in a room full of men, you know, with their words, then I should be able to speak up on that because that's your integrity, that's your character. And for the record, as a comedian, yes. and I stand behind this badge called comedy, mm -hmm. I uphold this oath called humor. Yeah. Last person to ever be on some woke shit, politically correct shit, you should be able to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. I would never put censorship on comedy. My point with the Chris Rock, Louis C.K. thing was this. Just mm -hmm. have the balls to say nigga in front of the audience that doesn't look like you. It's one thing to say nigger, and, and Louis C.K. in his stand-up had said nigger. Mm -hmm. But the difference, he did it in front of a crowd that looked like him. Yep. That's not, not as ballsy as doing it in front of a crowd that doesn't look like you. You yeah. might be a nigger. You might be able to do a joke that, in terms of context, mm -hmm. says nigger. Mm -hmm. That's the creative part. That's mm -hmm. the brilliant. For you, be, for you to be able to take on a topic that's so taboo and so controversial and so scary as race, politics, religion, and nigger. But I'm just saying, have the balls, tell that joke in front of a crowd that doesn't look like you. That's the challenge. Doing it in front of an audience that resembles you is safety. Don't be safe. Do it in front of a crowd that doesn't look like you. And if you could still make it funny and get away with it, that's it. But that's not going to happen. That part. It sounds good what you just said, but, you know, for the average white man running that, and, you know, we've seen it a lot, that's not going to happen. That part is not going to happen. They, well, they know when and how and who to use it, and they, they know to pick and choose. That's where that but, intelligence but, comes in. That's, that's knowing their crowd. Like, hold on a minute now. Can't play around with them. Let me not go there. But I, I will say this, but I will say this. There's a difference between pandering to a black audience with Very a lot much. of do, which I don't have respect for, yeah. versus being who you are naturally yeah. and make a black audience laugh. A la Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a white mm -hmm. boy who yeah. can perform in front of a black crowd and still be himself yeah. and destroy it. Versus you talk black, you act black, you do all the nigger isms to make black people hoop and holler and jump out their seats. Man, this white boy crazy. Mm -hmm. This white boy, mm -hmm. And black people, we are guilty of 
pandering. When, when a white boy sound like us, talk like us, act like us, have black energy, yeah, we go crazy for that. We, yeah, we, um, yeah, we, yeah, we Tommy and ghost them up. Don't let them pop and lock. Don't let them dance and pop and lock. If you could be a white boy and stay in your natural skin and intellectually and comedically make black people laugh without mm -hmm. pandering, mm -hmm. I respect that. Okay, you okay. Like Q-Tip said, you can be white, but don't prep the role. You know, that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> but don't prep right. the role. So pandering is something that, you know, that's that's a that's a good way to look at it because when I see comics pandering, I'm disappointed, you know, and I, I cringe a little bit because I'm like, you know, you you go in there with a crowd of people like you would say that don't look like you, and are you are you having them laugh with us or at us? I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I get a little confused sometimes. Mm. You know, um, I don't. I'm not good for that. That's not me. I'm not coming out to say, you know, black folks, we got bad credit. You know, that's. That's half <laughs> and I'm not doing that in front of black folks. And I'm not doing that in front of white folks. You know what I'm saying? I love my people too much. You know what I'm saying? If there's something, if there's a topic that's with us and our struggle, that's between us. <laughs> I'm not giving y'all insight like that. I don't want to share that. That's not we doing. And, and not and not there's anything wrong with giving insight to that. You right. can, you you could play that too. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying when you shuck and jive, yeah. And you put mm -hmm. front, it's obvious versus it takes more of a challenge to be yourself mm -hmm. and rely on your wit and your material mm -hmm. to sell what you're selling me. Mm -hmm. And that is such a fine line, just what you said, because there are, and that's why I think comedy is, is one of the most creative crafts, but it's, it has to be one of the most difficult because it's, it's that line right there where, as you said, Shatara, you know, are you, are you laughing at or are you laughing with? Like it's 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 a joke, but is the joke supposed to land? And you know, it's just I I, I can't explain it, but it's it's that fine line that y'all toe um, that makes the difference between a, a comedian who knows his craft and and understands the audience and is just being themselves, and someone who, like you said, is pandering to to whoever it is. I guess is paying the checks. It's a it's a total difference. And this is where I feel like Chris Rock has gone over that line because it's, it's, I don't even think that's really him. I think that's, that's what has happened to him. And here we are. And I'm, I, I, I am not speaking from experience cause I don't know, <laughs> but if my gut is telling me what it's telling me, it feels like when you get to a certain level of money. and money and you're in a different percent tax code, and, and the world is kissing your ass. Oh my God, you're mm -hmm. that is, that is intoxicating. Sing it, Deion and, Sanders. And, and when you get that, you go, Oh my God, this is what lobster tastes like. I can't ever eat fish sticks. So you get to a point where you taste lobster and draw on butter. And why would you go backwards? So maybe for Chris, and I can't answer for Chris, mm -hmm. he's been he's 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 at a certain point. Where he's that dude. And and you know what? It feels so good and so intoxicating that maybe you lose a sense of yourself. And, a little culturally and, and unplugged. About. <laughs> culturally unplugged. But, culturally but I, that's not that's to me like that's not a Dave Chappelle. That's not even an Eddie Murphy. And I can understand, yeah, you you get to a certain level, it's like, well, you know what? I don't I don't do with them, them things I was doing when I was there, down there. Say something. 
of all the four specials that Dave Chappelle did on Netflix, it was the one in the belly room that stands out to me, where he goes, people come up to me and go, hey man, you my hero. And he goes, fuck being your hero, nigga, I wanna be rich. <laughs> like, when you wanna be someone that stands on your principles, on your morals, on your convictions, that's not how you get rich. My manager had a great saying to me. He goes, you want to be rich or you want to be right? Oh. If you want to be right, mm. then you ain't going to be rich. Ooh. If you want to be rich, mm. then you got to bop, 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 jazz hands. <laughs> the two don't go together. Fuck being your hero, nigga. I want to be rich. A lot of people come up to me and say, Harry Spears, yo, you a legend. You, you wanted to go. My nigga, you a legend. Mm. I love the compliment because I'm a vain nigga. I'm an Aries, my birthday, April 3rd. It's in Happy my belated. Happy belated, yeah. Hey, nigga, I love the, I love the adulation. Mm -hmm. But I'm all pulling out my pockets going, I ain't broke, but I ain't rich as I should be. Okay. So what do you want to be? You want to be rich or you want to be right? I love being called a legend and a goat, but being a legend and a goat ain't giving me the financial status that Ooh. I deserve. So at what point do I keep being a legend and a goat, or do I go, time for me to tap dance, nigga? Ask, ask the devil what's to go and raid on a soul. Mm. Are you ready to tap, Gary Spears? Are you ready to start tapping? I'm ready to tap, but I'm looking at a lot of Gregory Hines pictures. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's the, and you know what? I was going to ask, what was some of like the best advice, you know, you've gotten whether it was starting off or, you know, down the road that is like still with you, unforgettable advice. And I think you just said something. Bro, it's Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. When Chris Rock was doing his HBO show, when it was on, uh -huh. I had a dinner meeting with him. Uh -huh. And I and he gave me the best advice ever. He said, look, man, keep writing, be as funny as you can. And most importantly, try not to piss these white folks off. What? Wow. Because they run it. This is their game. It's their FUBU. For us, by us. <laughs> you better get. But do you agree with that advice? I would like not to. But it gets to a certain point where you get older, you get tired, you keep uh -huh. taking beatings mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you just go, God damn. When is being honest and true to myself gonna pay off? When, 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 where's the reward with this? Where's the pot of gold for being righteous? And when you keep seeing it's not coming, you start going, I don't wanna sell out. I don't wanna tap dance, but God damn it. I'm <laughs> tired of this. Mm. Well, maybe it's time for me to get my Al Jolson on. Oh man. What's the pot of gold look like for you? What does that pot of gold look like for you? Because I'm like, to me, you're golden, but what does that pot of gold look like for you? Are lowering every day. You're what's lowering every day? My standards. Your standards are lowering every day. The, yeah. the, bar, the bar is lowering every day. Yeah. I'm, the more and more I go through this life, and I and I really realize not only is this shit unfair. Mm -hmm. But it seems like life goes out of its way to be cruel. Mm. I go, you know what? What 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 can I settle for? What's what's enough for me to go? All right, I'm out. I don't want to quit, 
but I'll settle. I'm out. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. pot of gold. Pot of gold is just the yeah, standard. I, 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 I want it all. I want to be right and I want to be rich. But right, because I, I was the more the scales go on balance, I'm going, all right, what will I settle for versus what I want? What will I settle for versus what I want? So the compromising is big. Like wow. That's that yeah. is Ooh, that's 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 a big one. Cause I'm gonna tell you, when I see you, I've seen you on stage pl uh, plenty of times. You know, it it comes so natural to you. It is like it's it's it is it's born within you. And then you crafted a style. Cause I can go back, you know, 20 years ago to now, and I can see the level of maturity and intelligence that yes. you bring to the comedy, mm -hmm. which is which is which is only something that happens through experience. So what I what I mean by that is there's a passion that you have for this, this, you know, now how you explain it is like, it's, it might be waning a little bit, but that to me, I know that there are, um, there has to be a, a, a huge payoff for that because it's, it's something that you don't see in everybody. You know, some people you're like, well, how did they, how did they get the platform? What did they, you know, what, what is it that they have? Cause they don't have what you got. Keep praying, man. Keep yeah. Praying. Well, that's what we do. That's what black people do. Anybody, we just anybody that's watched my podcast, and I got a particular episode where I talk to a reverend. I, I have a I have a bucket list where I go. I want to talk to a reverend. I want to talk to a transgender. I spoke to Brother Riza Islam during the COVID shit pandemic. There are certain major topics I want to I want to talk to with experts. And the more and more I go through this, you know. At the end of the day, there's a certain part of me that believes in God. I still believe. But the more and more I go through this fucking life, I'm starting to become an atheist. Because I'm just going, it don't make sense. Mm. None of this. It, it, just, it, just, it just doesn't make sense. And I, and I want to be faithful. I want to I wanna believe in God. I want to be true to God. But I'm going through this life where I'm just going... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Can I share something with you? Okay, I don't, I don't want to make this, you know, the, the spiritual podcast, but you know, when when you're going through that spiritual journey um, and when you're looking for something outside of yourself, you'll, it'll, you'll never be complete because the true, the true meaning of God for me is, is, is inside of you. And it's that connection. Like we are, we are all God. And there's, there's a spirit that we, there's a creator that we connect to, but we're little fragments of it. And when we lose out, when we, um, we don't acknowledge the God, you know, that's what they said. Like it's whether you call the Christ figure or the Christ within us, when we don't acknowledge that there's, we are, we are, it's, it's, we're lost. We don't have that. So when you're looking for something outside of you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's so many contradictions in that. Bill Maher. You know who Bill Maher is? Yep. I love his show, Real Time. I'm an avid watcher. Mm -hmm. Here's the guy who's a loud, proud atheist. So much so that he made a movie called Religious. Mm -hmm, I saw that. Mm -hmm. Right. On a, on a search. He don't believe in God at all and will proudly tell you so. But he flies private jet. He's a millionaire, and his life is 100% rich without worry. Then you got the Black people who, during Katrina, lost their lives, their homes, turned upside down, 
believe in God, pay their 10%. These are the people that believe, prayed to God, and left out in the cold. Here's a guy that's an atheist who doesn't believe at all, and he's more secure, financially, stable. Life is good. Make that make sense to me. Okay, well, let me just say, because I saw a religious and what I got from it was someone who, not necessarily, I mean, he's, he's saying an atheist, but to me, he was still searching for something greater than himself. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He, no, he wasn't. He was looking for things to validate his belief. And, he, and, and in so many instances, he proved it. He proved it. So when people say to me, so when people say to me, the power of prayer, pray about it. You put it in God's hands, you're going to be all right. So on 9-11, when those people were trapped in the buildings and they were praying to God, mm -hmm. God, please help me, please. And the only recourse was to jump 80 stories to their death. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Bill Maher, who don't believe in God, is doing just fine. Donald Trump, mm -hmm. who's an asshole, is doing just fine. Meanwhile, Chadwick Boseman dies of cancer while visiting kids in hospitals with cancer. Mm -hmm. Make that make sense to me. Okay, Kobe so I'm gonna make it make Bryant. sense. Hold up. Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And his 13-year-old daughter, not to mention the other people that died in that helicopter. A mother and father who left three girls without parents. That was their demise. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, George Zimmerman is okay. Make it make sense to me. Okay. Um, it's a it's 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 a thought-provoking question. So I don't want to go off on a tangent. I'll just give you my um my reasoning or what I believe. So one of the things I believe is that we all come here like this is as Earth. We come here under soul contracts. It's things that we agree to before we get here to live out on this earth. So when you think about it, your soul is, is never ending, but your physical body is here for a, a quick min minute. So we come here under these contracts to live out certain, certain circumstances. So I cannot tell you, okay, well, a Kobe Bryant, for example, because honestly, we're still talking about him. And there was something that his soul had to come here to do and then and and then his his physical his soul left his physical body but there was so much that he left here behind it was a legacy that he left and some of us are here to do that sometimes a, a child is born and as quick as that child is born it, it is it, it's gone because that is the contract that needed to be fulfilled I, this is this is something that i believe so but you, but you but you do you realize that all of what you're saying is speculation none of it is fact Absolutely. But you know what? It's fact for me because this is each of us has to come to our own conclusion as to why we came here, what this journey so is about. That's what, so if that's what does it for you, mm -hmm. so be it. Each his own. Exactly. But, but, but when people try to preach religion and God mm -hmm. like it's fact, that's what I have a problem with because you don't know. Absolutely. You can't, and I, I, that's why I don't provide me any scientific mm -hmm. evidence that what you're saying is factual. Well, there's scientific evidence of it, of terms of what happens with a soul and our, and our contracts. There is. What? What is, it? what is it? What is it? 
as for the soul as when you come here and what? What, what you're supposed to fulfill you have people who can go back and you look at scientifically what is in their brain and there's whole past lives there's things that they can remember there's there's been studies on that where they've lived a life before and they come back here to to live out a journey whatever that is that's so factual. you can't have all good you know that's why we got killers and murderers and all kind of stuff is it factual that there have been studies re regarding past life yes. regression? Yeah. And yeah. you know what also exists? Contradictions. Absolutely. And you got to have them. You have to have contradictions. The good and evil. You got to have the good and the bad. You got to have, do I believe in or I don't believe? You have to have them. So here's what I'm saying. Each of us has to come up with our own spiritual science. You've got to figure out what works for you because the Buddhist is not going to believe what the Christian believes. And the Christian is not going to believe what the, the, the uh, African traditional people are believing. You're not, everybody's not going to believe the same thing. But what works for you? What increases your life? So this is why I don't evangelize. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not out here trying to get you to believe what I believe. But I'm going to tell you, if this works for me, then you have to figure out what works for you. What'd you come here for? What's your journey about? Because I can't answer that for anybody. I can only answer it for myself. I can only try to discover that for me. So well, I, can, I, I can tell you what is factual. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Your, your jawline and your lips are fantastic. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. You blame it on our mother. Give, it, <laughs> give, give props to, to Joy. So okay? can I just say, I'm gonna say this and then we're gonna get to the weekend D. Is that okay? And I just have a yes or no question for you, Miss Ari Spears. I'm listening, you have, baby. You have um, you have a major mark on this world. When whenever it's time to go, we don't know. But you have major mark on this world. Hence the fact that our paths have crossed to this day. And I could say I remember seeing that Def Jam. You know what I mean? Like it. So, like I said in, in introduction, it is an honor just to be here today. This is big for me. You know what I mean? In my in my path. So to know our paths have crossed in this way. And the reason why I saw you was because you were sharing your gift. So I know as a comic, I have, you know, I talk to people who take classes and I always think you can't teach this shit. Either you got it or you don't. You know, I can understand wanting to, you know, hone your craft, get better, stuff like that. You know, writing, you know, writing, writing, writing. I get it. But the truth of the matter is, you know, your DNA has already been, you know, um, I would say the minute you got here. It's, yeah, it's already been there. It's a gift. Just like, you know, I used to work with kids and you had certain kids who were amazing artists and they would take a pencil and sketch. And I would go, oh my God, do you take classes? They go, no, it just comes natural. I would say, that's your gift. So for you, Mr. Spears, this is your gift. You know, what, what comes easy for you? Like you said, I just like new stuff. You say it so nonchalant. I just like new characters, whatever's new. And you coin it and wow, I'm like, that is such a gift. So my question to you would be, do you believe that you are gifted? And that's all. That's all. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, but I think God is playing with me in a way that I can't figure out. Hmm. If that makes sense. I, okay. You, know. you, you think it's kind of like, like you said, like that gold, um, what you call it? The gold, the gold at the end of the, at the end of the rainbow. Rainbow, <laughs> Leprechaun pot. <laughs> you feel like you're, you feel like it's your pot of gold. He's kind of like, got it. Now you don't. Is it is the pot of gold? I I I I I, I don't know. Okay. You know, there are times when I wake up and I go, God is with me. Amen. Then the other time I go, what did I do to piss God off? Okay. 
I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Mm. Is cancel culture playing with you? Not at all. I'm very flirty with my comedy. I stand my ground. Okay. I, okay. Because I know that cancel culture, you know, got us all kind of feeling like what's going on now, you know. No. Yeah, that's a shame because it's it's changing the la the landscape of comedy for it's like it's kind of whack now. Right. Well, when you said Lizzo has a, a body shaped like the the poop emoji, <laughs> and they're like, you heard you heard what Ari Spears said, and you know I I spit my water out a little bit and I laughed a little bit, and then I had to look around to see like who saw me laugh. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I say it in my stand up. Mm -hmm. I'm working on two physically. I failed successfully in terms of losing weight. Oh. And, and like, you know, I don't really have a fat face. I don't have fat arms. When I wear jeans, they're baggy, so you can't tell. But my legs are very small and skinny. All my fat is in my midsection. <laughs> if you saw me on the toilet butt naked, I look like Kermit Frog taking a shit. Okay, okay. So you check yourself in the process of talking shit about others. No for that. Okay. I like yeah, that though. Person. Like it is, it is, it is what it actually is. Like, yeah, I, I, I like that. <laughs> that's the first thing. That's the first thing women be like, wait a minute. Now, what, what's he looking like over there talking Cause about? Because I, I guarantee you that don't here's, stop you from getting no pussy. Like for real, but that'll the, never stop nobody. But nope. here's the difference. Nope, don't stop. Here's the difference. Here's my swag, my swagger is bananas. I, I'm, I'm, I'm funny. I'm mentally sharp. Yeah. Fun, mentally sharp are skills. The natural aphrodisiacs. Mm -hmm. I know how to tennis with women. Right. Serve John McEnroe. My game is bananas. I'm an East Coast. <laughs> I got swag. I got confidence. I'm funny. I'm famous. And I got money. You what hide if, out here. What if any of those ingredients suggest I have a hard time getting pussy? Exactly. I, I, I agree with you. You know, women, we, we respect that a lot more. You know, y'all are visual. Men are visual. So they want to... You want to see something first. We want the, we want the perfect everything. Mm -hmm. But if you can stimulate a woman's mind, if you can fuck a mind, she'll give you her body. That part. I say that all, all the time. On the I, say it all the time I, about, I say it. I talk about getting mind fucked. That's bigger than the physical. So many women during the Lizzo shit and the comments was like, I don't know why you fuck with Lizzo. You ugly and you and you ain't funny. Well, first of all, me being ugly and unfunny is not a fact. It's subjective. Okay. That's true. And again, when you go through my credits and you go through my swagger, yo, I'm telling you, I'm a beast verbally. I know how to stimulate a woman's mind so I can get the clit. I'm a beast. At the end of the day, we're going to get the clit. I, I hear that. That brings us right to our weekend D. Okay. You got it going on. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Hunter, Janet, Jack, me, in the we had we had we had the weekend yeah. D then. Here we go. Let's pull up. About time. You know, okay. Like, we do a D anytime, and we don't really need to be the weekend. But here we go. Spears and Steinberg. It's the podcast. Jew and the Jerk available on all streaming platforms. Hit me up in my DMs. I'll send you the link. Episode to all the women. Mm -hmm. Episode twenty-seven, the Pussy Podcast. Where I give a tutorial on cuddlingus. Your boy is a monster. Hey. All right. You, you about to be giving a tutorial right here. We we gonna get so right. So first, and then mm -hmm. from there, you know what? Again, I'm vulgar. 
I'm raw. The cocaine is uncut. That might be hard for some women to handle. But if you listen to the Pussy Podcast first, and I get you off the first sniff, then I got you. Then you got all us. You need is, all you need is one whiff. One whiff. Okay. Can I can I ask this? Because this is a question I want to ask a man in today's world. Um, yes, with Black China changing her whole body, she came to Christianity, all that. How do you feel about um, women you know, who, who do all this stuff to their bodies, whether it be the BBLs, whether it be the breasts, whether it be whatever it is. Like, how how you feeling about all this? Uh, women overthink it. Okay. We don't care or care about. Okay. Y'all put more onuses on yourselves than we do. Mm. We, care, we care more about loyalty and what you do in terms of your skills outside the bedroom. Pussy is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. Oh. So if it's good, it's the plus. But if you can, if you can cook clean, cater to your <laughs> be a little bit obedient, there's more stock in that than what you do with your pussy. Because we're gonna get off no matter what. Okay. Yeah. So there's no need for waist trainers and all Fuck these all the all these uh situations. Come on, man. <laughs> like that's a that's an that's an older experienced man's response because i think it's i like i like and i say this respectfully i like pussy with some mistakes okay, what's, what's the mistake what's that wounds i, oh. I want been through some shit some i don't want because new pussy is a lot of ouchies ouch ouch don't do this yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. give me some mistakes you want, you want some mileage. You want some mileage on it. Mileage, goddammit. Like, uh -huh. honey, it lived. She had to be like... If you could make a nigga a sandwich, shut the fuck up when you need to, suck my dick when I tell you, make me laugh, Superstar. everything else is good. She, she can have a baby up in there. What you got up in there? It's dude, me. Dude, <laughs> dude. I'm a, I'm again, I'm going to go to my favorite show, Sopranos. There was an episode where Tony was talking to his father's side piece. Mm -hmm. And told a story when she used to fuck with uh, John F. Kennedy. And she said, a woman's job when dealing with a powerful man is to make him feel powerful. Mm. Mm. And so many women don't want to play the subservient role because it thinks it, they think it delinquishes them as women. Mm. I'm telling you, Men, our egos need to be stroked. As fragile as we are, as childish as it may be, okay. If you shut the fuck up, okay. And do tell you to do when we want you to do it when we feel most vulnerable. Get on your knees and fix it. You win. And I I agree with you on that, but I will add for a woman because it's it's to understand like to be subservient does not mean you giving up all of your femininity and your powers to that man. However, the man has to provide a level of stability in that order part. for that woman to give up at, you know, cause I look, I, we can get on this train. It just can't be if a runaway train. If you do your job, I'll do mine. So what would go. be, okay, so that's grown man talk because some that, men- That is, that is, that, is, job is. that ain't everybody, they don't understand that I'm, part. I'm grown, so I can be submissive all day, every day. But what part do you, you play? You. 
in exchange for me to be submissive? What part do you I'm play the, for me to fix I'm, it? I'm old school. I'm old school. On snap a finger. I can't speak for every man. I'm old school. All right, old school, tell us. So you should never have to re reach in your pocketbook ever. The rent paid, the bills paid, mm -hmm. your hair and your nails done, mm -hmm. whatever you want. Yeah. We go shopping. Yeah. Whatever you buy, you got to yeah. try it on in front of me. Okay. The way I say you need to put it on. So yeah. if I say to you, you want them $5,000 Louis Vuittons, Christian Louis Vuittons, you want that Louis Vuitton purse, fine. But make sure that when you come out the shower and you don't use a towel and you're dripping wet, let me see you with them heels on, wet with that purse. Be that bitch, and I'll be the nigga. Never have to reach. Not really. You're not asking for much now, right? And I—that's it. Makes so much sense. But you see that part? That initial part. Oh, let me quote Paul Mooney, the great Paul Mooney. A wet pussy and a dry purse don't match. There it is. I need to put that on a t-shirt because ain't that the damn truth? This, that's the part. This, that's the part we've been talking about. Which, that oh. first part that you said needs to be the TED talk because it's not about you know you. Let me, it, on, but let me correct that. I fucked it up. Uh -huh. A dry pussy and a wet purse don't match. A dry pussy and a wet purse don't match. Right. No, it made sense the other way around. It made sense when you said. Yeah. Y'all better go ahead with your Rubik's cube. <laughs> about you know it's, it's that it's that exchange because no matter what it's it is an exchange it's an exchange of energy but most men don't understand that first part that you said because they broke well you ain't tricking if you got it you heard ti already told us well i guess so. a, a nigga a nigga with a nigga with money can do what he want to do but if yeah. i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i need you to do what i want you to do and that's not to take away from your femininity. You could mm -hmm. be a black. It has more. I am every woman, hear me roar. I got it. I got it. Yeah. A, a men's power is based on me feeling like I can dominate you. And I say this respectfully. Okay. Nothing turns me on than a woman that's a victim. A victim? A victim of what? Of you? Sound like a victim. Okay. I want to moan. The helpless, the helplessness. Your moan feeds into my roar. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a, a wise woman once told me. A wise woman. Wait a hold on, hold on. I'm just, okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm strictly speaking from, Here again, demean women. I'm not trying to demean you. Okay. I'm just saying in the moment when you go, <laughs> yep. that makes me go. Got him. Got him. Got him. Okay. And that is why, I, speaking, you kind of saved that. Like that right there is not for everybody. No, so as a woman, you know, you know, you gotta have to like, all right, I gotta nope. Because once you hear that, we already know. Like once you hear that, oh man. Eddie I, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Ooh, I, I fucker now, boy. <laughs> yep. Oof. That's that, feels, that feeds into male tribalism and yeah. male manhood and ego. Make me feel like a man. 
and I'm gonna make you the queen you're supposed to be. And I'm and make you feel like a woman. I want to feel. So that was our first question, right? That was we were gonna ask that, right? Yeah. What do you feel about women's noises in the bed? Because what I was gonna say was, you know, it goes both ways. A wise woman once said to me that the sex is so much better when the bills are paid. Oh, don't nobody want to oh. feel all uptight and scared Woo! about shit. The sex is better. She so therefore a woman can it, feel like, like we're walking around stuff. this whole house naked. Uh, everywhere. Uh, if, you, if, if you if you my woman, yeah, yeah. if you my woman, and I grab you by your scalp and say suck my dick, bitch. If we have that kind of relationship where we know what it is, I respect you as a woman, but in the moment. I need you to get on your knees and like Ving Rang said in Baby Boy, get on your knees and fix it. <laughs> Act like a woman, goddammit. Fix it. Mm. Fix it. Now, fix now it. that. Now, so that, that, you know when that's the right situation. You already... You, you got the right one. You make me feel like a natch. Woman, you can be singing. Then that's that's some you know that's femininity that helps a woman to feel more. You feminine. be over here sliding on the floor like, well, all right. <laughs> she feel a little free when she feels a little free because you deserve that because you deserved it, you earned it. Then it makes sense. But you can't be half-assing, you know, on your little boy shit, not having it together, and I'm worried about what's going on in the house and expect a safety shit like that. Then we got problems. Who the fuck I'm, you talking I'm, to? That's gonna I'm, be the answer you might get if you don't handle your home. <laughs> I'm old school. Like I said, I come from a I've come from that era where yeah. you man, you supposed to pull out a knot of money, lick your thumb, and yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do my job. It's not my job to bring home the bacon and fry it. Yeah, I agree. If I, I agree. bring home the bacon, fry that motherfucker. Yeah, the breadwinner. You have a you have a breadwinner mentality. A lot of men don't have that. I call that breadwinner mentality. That's how I always I have hey, to that sexier way. than seeing your woman in the mm -hmm. bed with a, with a, with a, with a bra and panties on, laying in the side position, and you rip it off. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm over here like I understand. So what did, what did Jill Scott say? She said, "What did, what was her saying?" I was like, "This is this is what it is. Like, if, if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do." Glad you brought up Jill Scott, one of my favorite movies. Get on up, the James Brown story with Chadwick. Oh, oh, yep. And she climbed up on that bed and said, "Get up on here, Mr. Dynamite. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, man. Women want submissive. You just have to be strong enough as a man to put them in that position." And that's the whole, that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, just personally, especially if, as a, as a woman, as a female, black female, especially, you know, we, we have to be the super independent, you know, super, all, you know, all, all the women, all the whole thing. But in actuality, we want to be soft. We want to be submissive. I believe that we do, especially if you get to a certain age, I don't want to be out here uh, wearing the pants to do it. I really don't. Yeah. But it takes a special, it takes a certain man who knows really who he is. And and as you said, it's, it's an old school thing because now the, most mentality, most men, they, you know, it, they don't think like that. So I don't want to be in competition with you, sir. I want you to tell me what to do. And if you could tell me what to do, you could tell me what to do. But Atta if you girl. can't, nah, Atta girl. Good you girl. 
Cause I, cause I'm all, I'm all, I'm here. I'm like, I'm, I'm listening. But it's like the, it's like the runaway train. I always say this, like, I love train rides. I will get on the train and we can sit here and I'm, and you, you riding and we driving that train wherever you we go and conductor. I'm with it. Yeah. But if, if we're on the side of the mountain and you all the way over here, I, and I gotta pull the emergency brake and do all that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be. Pick the pick rise out you. It don't count. Huh? If I don't fuck pick oil moisturize out you, it don't count. It don't count. <laughs> so you want to be you want to be in a situation to be like you sitting somewhere and be like, God damn. <laughs> mm. You're like, you be like, why are you smiling? Nothing. Mm. <clears throat> just happy Nothing. on a Tuesday. Or you do a little chuckle. Day. Wait, look. <laughs> Laughing to yourself. Today's a good day. <laughs> <clears throat> Because he's a man's man. Because he's a man. It's gonna be a great man. day. Yeah, like yeah. That right there, but most brothers don't understand to even how to get to that point. You know how to get to that point. I live for that. I live. Do you prefer? Do you prefer? Aries, though? That makes that makes sense. That makes sense. So I think Aries. I don't answer this, but I don't know. Do you prefer a a, a great connection with a woman? Because connections are hard. That's hard to come by. Or do you prefer excellent sex? Excellent sense is excellent sex for a man is almost a given. It's the connection. Mm, that connection. mind fuck is important. If mm. I can fuck your mind, you're gonna give me your body. Okay. Okay. So so but you're is gonna it, but is it like is it like that for you? So you're saying sex is it's gonna be great no matter what. But I'm, at this point your shit is like, you know, Las Vegas desert dry and right. horrible. It's almost a given that sex is going to be good. That's so what minimal. Comes first? What comes Wait, first? Am I, hear, am I hearing this correctly? Say this again. If the if it's dry, it's going to be good. Well, man, unless your shit is dry and horrible, okay, almost a given for a man. It's going to be good. It's the that's the challenge for a woman. Can you stimulate my mind? Can you okay. make? Can we have interesting conversation? Pussy is that's automatic for a man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's what I can, always feel. Can, can I? How's your toe game? Can I drip hot water down your leg, past your toes, and watch it cascade into my mouth while I suck on your toes? Okay. Your how do you want it? How do you feel? I'm I'm getting Tupac uh, vibes over here. Like I love that. You know what? Come and on, you know man. What, you know why that's important? Because you you pay attention. Because you know there's something. Yeah, you know it's toe game. Like or play game is everything. Ooh, that Let was me tell you, what was that? Here's a mistake a lot of men make. Oh, that's gay. Fuck that. That's weak. A lot of men don't want to do what's necessary foreplay-wise to please a woman because they get caught up in their own ego. Either it's gay, it's it's not manly. They get caught up in their own bullshit. Foreplay mm -hmm. everything. Let me tell you something. If you take a mug of water and you heat it up in the microwave, for a minute and you sip on that hot water and then you suck a woman's kneecap watch her reaction <laughs> when the eyes roll back, when the toes scrunch look at the reaction the the, the front of the, the kneecap and don't the play with it, don't play with it. i'm over the, here like the achilles heel shut up <laughs> when you apply that when you apply that hot water in your mouth to her achilles heel Watch the reaction. What you do? Fuck, fuck the nipple and the areola. 
the under the under the titty, the sweat under you, the titty. You talking about women with arth? Wait, wait, with that knee shit? Are you talking about women with arthritis? Are you? <laughs> if you do the knee shit right, she'll get arthritis. <laughs> the knee wow. with the warm water. With the warm water. I'm telling you. Listen to me. Aries. Episode 27, the Pussy Podcast. Aries. Steinberg. I'm a monster. Is this nursing home? Is this one-on-one -on -one <laughs> nursing home? Mama's hot mama's at the nursing home. This hot water on the kneecap shit. Hold on now. Let me show you. Right, right here. This elbow skin. <laughs> here we go. I got razors. I got <laughs> elbow skin. If you uh -huh. if if you put hot water in your mouth or you heat up and you put that right on the elbow skin and you suck that. Watch her. When the eyes roll back and the toes make gang signs. Mr. Spears, this is, you're a physical therapist. I'm a firm believer. You are a physical therapist and you are good at what you do. That's why it's funny to me when so many of the women were mad at me during the Lizzo sit with, Lizzo wouldn't fuck you. Nigga, you ugly and you can't, and you ain't funny. What woman wants you? I believe that shit if you want to, bitch. I'm a monster. My foreplay game, my tongue game, my lip game, I'm a beast. I know what I'm But But can everybody get it? Or do you save all this for like a special someone? Are you like a, are you that dude who's like, I'm for the streets. Like I'm for everybody. Everybody gets number seven on the menu. I want you to get it if, I, if I'm trying to make an impression on you. Okay. If I'm trying to seal the deal and I'm trying to get the pussy, mm -hmm. I'm putting all my cards on the table. How and long that's, without, that's without Ruth Chris. Del Frisco's fine dining. Okay. How, how long does it take? What what is it? What's the time frame for that? Yeah. For what? Because she got to get up here with you. Yeah. Like, what's the time frame for you for getting getting in that ass? Like, how long does it take? At my pace. It's at my pace. Okay. So you set the pace. It ain't because okay. most women don't expect you to do that. Because most men won't. So I'm already playing a game that most men don't know how to play. It's chess, not checkers. So if there's warm, there's a warm cup of water on the sink when I come over, it's all we already know what's up. We, we, know we ain't up. making hot chocolate, baby. We it, ain't making hot it, chocolate. It, it, here's my ingredients. And I got it in my cell phone and my music on my iTunes. I call it my fuck list, my playlist. Yeah. The right kind of RB music, mm -hmm. a microwave, hot lotion, cold ice, and a hot wet rag. If you if if you massage a woman and you do this in a certain sequence, hot lotion, cold ice, music, and you finish with the hot wet rag on the clitoris, mm. before you get to the clit, she's already bugging. That's the mm. cherry on the ice cream. This You're begging me to fuck. I'm not begging you to fuck. Oh, you can hold out. You you are you are a delayer. Four <laughs> Sport play is everything. It is. And, you know, so I'm glad you said that because that's another thing. I, I you know, when it comes to foreplay, most brothers are not into that. So if you... If you that's gay. That's corn. Yeah. Nah, that's mm -hmm. not manly. Check your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. Put your You're macho male shit away. Mm -hmm. every, every, every man, whether they can't admit it or not, and most won't, Got a little bit of femininity in you. A little you bit, bitch. A little bitch. 
if you can get in touch with your female side as a man, you know what they want. You know what they like. Put your ego away. You are definitely right. And, you know, I've had this conversation with, you know, certain males, which is if you could just tap into that, because really it's about pleasing a woman. Like for a man who has no idea how to please a woman, you know, it's, it just, it's, it's real mechanical. And they, you know, their foreplay is, eh, a little, you know, turning this nipple like knobs. <laughs> eh, a little, a little lick. That, we, that hurts. We coming. They're not like, smooth. What is this? They're not if, smooth. If, if, let, me, let me say something. If you suck on a woman's toe correctly, the rest takes care of itself. I would agree with you. I would so agree. You, you don't know this, but I'm going to be honest with you. In this whole conversation, I've sized you up five I'm times. Sure you did. And I've, I've, I've sized times. you up. And, I, and I'm looking at your neckline. I'm looking at your jawline. Yo, I'm looking at strong, strong. My jaws are. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at certain specificities <laughs> on you where I go. I would attack that first. All mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I, look, I, I can do the same thing. That's we we. We're the experts at this. You just tap into the feminine side. That's but, how you're doing it. You're doing it. It's a given. It's easy. All what? you got to do is present yourself as a woman. You don't have to do nothing special for me. All you got to do is be there. And as a right. man, I'm going, pussy. <laughs> it's different the other way around. No, no, for 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 a woman though, for a female who's who's into her sensual side. She is thinking, now I'm saying she, I'm talking about third person, but she is sizing up and she is thinking, you know what? I, I got levels of, of things I could do. This person, you know, might be too much for him. So I ain't, I ain't even going to do all of that. Might be, okay, this, this, I can, I could pull out all my, my hot yoga tricks. You know, I could do everything. It, it just depends on what I'm seeing in that person, you know, because right. sometimes you'd be like, you know what? This would be too much. It'd be over here hiding in the bushes and I can't have that in my life. It's not for mm. everybody. It's not for everybody. It's not. I cannot have that. You know, like don't don't give him the address because mm. no, it's on him, and you, it's you already know. Like you can already, you can already kind of tell. And so you know, like all right, okay, we can do a little something. But it'd be the ones that pay attention to whether that's tapping into their feminine side, but it's just being a pleaser, more wanting to please the woman. The woman, like those are the ones that win all day. Right. Like paying attention. Like you said, the little, the, the details, the little things, the it's toes, the, the elbows. And everybody got degrees of freakness. It just be the right person to unlock the door. It just, you just need that right one. You know, you know what I'm saying? But then mm. that connection, that's why I say like, what goes in order? Is it that connection makes for the great sex or does a great sex make for the great connection? What's the order? And as he said, that connection is key. And then the sex will come, you know, next. Well, because for men, like you said, it's for men. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's going to be good. She could be a whole, a whole fish. Desert. Okay, a whole desert. A whole desert. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, it's going to be all right. You know, get that thing together. <laughs> but for women, it's, it's different. You know, it, it's, it's levels to it. It really is. So you stimulate the mind, man, you unlock everything. You get the mind going. I was it'll, about it'll, be, it'll be good for us even if it really isn't. You know what I mean? Mm. If your mind is like, there. Like, yeah, like, oh, you know, girl, I could sit on, we talked for like four hours. There you go. So what there we even talked part. about, right? Like that, that right there, 
Relax. And he said he wanted me to sit on his face. That's all he said. <laughs> and we stayed on the phone for hours and we were oh, just talking. And when are you going to see him? Next month. <laughs> and unsexy for a man to wear a woman's pussy like a COVID mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but only certain, certain dudes. That's it's that again to me, like that's not for everybody. Like once I do that, once, once I do that, I mean, we go together. I don't know what the devil's saying. But you mind, you mind Wakanda you forever. Mine. You mind Wakanda forever. You was kind and you was nice. And you is mine forever. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I don't want to know that everybody gets the number seven. That's the part. Like if you, you know, pull out all the stops, you know, ain't nothing like sitting next to Rebecca and Rebecca, like he did the same for me. Like you ain't special. Like I want to know that, you know, when he's giving me the number seven on the, on the menu, eat, eat great, eat late. When Grady late, <laughs> when I'm getting the number seven on the menu, I want to know that there's something special there between us. I don't want to be sucker ducked into knowing like, yeah, no, you want to be tricked. He's exactly. not because you can have the dude who's just a wild freak. And I, I, I told you about this character before. We don't know his name. I just, I just I'm not even gonna tell you the nickname I have for him. However, he was so nasty. <laughs> he, shut up. He was nasty in such a good way. I loved all of it. But it had me really think for a minute, like, yo, he, he do does this with everybody. Yeah, he does this with every female. Like, he just likes doing, and it was he was nasty. Like, and I say that look, I'm whispering in a good way. <laughs> Honey. Mm. But I just mm. really had a moment, like, yo, we connect, we speak every now and then, but there's really nothing special to it. You get what I'm saying? There's this is he lets out the stuff. Basically, he's getting a warm cup of water for everybody. Ain't <laughs> nothing special going on. Chia. I felt he never heart. told you that. I'm just saying, like you, you thinking about all of that. No, he, he whatever's was, going on between this right here, uh, that's the point. He was playing around. We was just. I don't playing. care about all that. That's what we did when we like played. We played. In yourselves right now, and I've been left out. So <laughs> come back. When when we played, we played, but there was nothing special with it. I just well, knew. It. You, well, go ahead. What you think? That yeah. I'm, mm, mm. It all right. Listen, uh, I love y'all. Uh, I got some other things I got to get to. So yes. I love y'all. So let's, I, I love y'all. Let's wrap this up, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got to big yourself up. So look, this has been a a really, really good show and we hope to have you back. So Yay. usually we do a segment, we do support black businesses, but you know, we're going to support your business. So go ahead, let the world, let tell everybody what they need to know. I'm still trying to figure out how you can get past the details of your lips. They're right here. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using I the outline. I see the outline. The big, the, the bottom yeah. is bigger than the top, but it's still the bottom still, is bigger than the top. But it's but it's still the bottom is bigger for real. I don't know. I think that's the that's the lip gloss I was putting it on. Mm. Bigger than the top. All right. My lips ain't even. Okay. She, she does it. She does it for you, huh? It no, doesn't matter. Listen, it ain't got to be even. It's just got to be chewable. Hey. I do a little something. Uh. <laughs> Yo, the Spears and Steinberg podcast. Check it out. Available on all streaming platforms. Hit me up in my Instagram under Aries Spears. Blue verification check mark. I chop it up with you. Send you the uh, 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 the links in the DMs. Um, available on YouTube, Spearsburg Pod. Episode 27 of Pussy Podcast. Listen to it. I'm a monster, baby. Got love you. Give it up. We love you, Aries. Thank, Thank you, Aries. You.
This was a hell of a ride. Good times, good times. Hell of a ride. Let's have it twice. Let's have it twice. Yeah, let's, let's do, it do it again. Let's do it again. Yes, because we got yeah. some more. We got some more. Love you, ladies. See you. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. We've come to the end. God damn. What? You are you are something else. When you coming back to um Florida? I don't tomorrow. <laughs> oh god damn it. <laughs> I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Mine is a motherfucker. Well, well thank you. I get that. We get it from my mama. <laughs> she good people. Squeeze a little juice on that. Oof. A little what? What kind of juice? Lime, lime juice. Lime. Go ahead with that lime. You know, wait, right with the lime. Why would you say, I just made a key lime pie yesterday. It was so good. Oh my gosh. I saved the key limes. They like little. Uh, just talking about some damn key limes. She's I know. Key limes. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Uh. And then your sister, Nellie, took it home because she was like, she's going to put it on her face. Mm. Mm. All right. You, you uh. said we love you. We're so thankful for you. Thank Got you. it, baby. Got it, baby. Yeah. Enjoy your day. We'll talk.